0: Is this the worst school board in Illinois? Illinoisans have no dearth of reasons to remove their children from our government faux-education camps that are called schools in newspeak. Leftists control teachers' unions, the Illinois State Board of Education, and the fetid Springfield Swamp from which have emerged laws mandating that five-year-old children must be introduced to positive ideas about and images of sexual perversity. And leftists control many local school boards. What's more, leftists sitting on school boards want nothing less than total fascistic control of everything pertaining to curricula and professional development. They resent the presence of even one conservative board member. They have no interest in ideological diversity inclusivity, or unity with those who do not share their moral, political, or pedagogical views. It would behoove Illinoisans to take a gander at the school board of the largest high school district in the state, District 211, to understand better just how depraved school boards have become. And it would certainly behoove anyone with children who's considering moving to District 211 to listen on. District 211 just elected 33-year-old anti-Christian bigot-slash-BLM activist Tim McGowan, who claims to be a business owner, to serve on the board. Other than controversy, a pending lawsuit against him, and melanin, or I mean diversity, it's a little bit fuzzy what he brings to the board. Maybe some intrepid community members can ferret out the specific reasons his supporters voted for him. Unfortunately, he's not the worst leftist District 211 school board member. That ignominy goes to the puerile and presumptuous sexpert Kim Cavill, who takes special pride in exposing children to all manner of inappropriate sexuality topics while mocking and condemning conservatism and the GOP on her Twitter account. It doesn't appear she is even a smidge invested in diversity, inclusivity, or unity. This is the person who several years ago in an online public post referred to former School District U forty six board member and recent conservative Illinois State Senate candidate Jeanette Ward as the quote high priestess of the Order of Moron. End quote. Cavill is such a fine role model for children. Cavill has a sordid history in District 211, about which I wrote this. The curious story of the April 2019 election of Kim Cavill actually goes back to the even curiouser story of the 2017 board election. Three well-qualified people who opposed coed private spaces for minors were running against three people who supported coed private spaces for minors. On March 22, 2017, just 13 days before the 2017 election, Lesiah Wade, a 29-year-old black trans woman that is a biological man, and Day Pope, another biological male who passes as a woman, set up a super PAC called Trans United Fund Illinois. Pope is the organizing director for a 501c3 called TransUnited Fund. Two days later, on March 24, 2017, now 11 days before the 2017 election, Kim Cavill and her sister, Lindsay Christensen, set up a super PAC called Parents and Neighbors for Quality Education, PNQE. Just days after the founding of TransUnited Fund Illinois, Donations from some surprising people came pouring in. The Matrix director, Lana Wachowski, a biological man who pretends to be a woman and lives with his dominatrix wife in Chicago, donated a whopping $10,000. Far-left Illinois state senator Heather Staines, a Democrat from Chicago who has an adult son who pretends to be a woman, also donated $10,000. Homosexual Clark Pellet, a retired attorney and development chair for the LGBTQ Center on Halstead, who lives in Chicago, donated $5,000. Executive Director of Gender Rights Maryland, Dana Byer, a man who pretends to be a woman and lives in Chevy Chase, Maryland, donated $1,000. Eliza Byard, Executive Director of the Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network, who lives in Brooklyn, New York, donated $500. Homosexual Douglas Hathaway, president and CEO of a Washington, D.C. strategic communications firm who lives in D.C., donated $500. And architect Kira Kinsman, a biological man formerly known as Kyle Kinsman, who lives in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, donated $250. The more than $26,000 in donations for a local school board election from donors who don't live in District 211 then went to, you guessed it, Cavill's Parents and Neighbors for Quality Education. Inquiring minds may wonder why Cavill and her sister set up Parents and Neighbors for Quality Education since TransUnited Fund Illinois was already established. Why the extra step to fund the defeat of conservatives? The answer to that question might be found in mailers and yard signs. State law requires that campaign mailers and yard signs identify the groups that pay for them. Signs must say, approved by, and then name the group. Which sounds better? And by better, I mean less likely to arouse suspicion. Approved by... Trans United Fund, Illinois, or Approved by Parents and Neighbors for Quality Education. Flush with filthy lucre, the Cavill sisters got busy smearing good people with nary a backward glance. Almost immediately after the school board election and defeat of all three good candidates, Cavill and her sister deactivated their super PAC, Malignant Mission Accomplished. Then, in 2019, Cavill ran for the school board and won. In her sex-positive podcasts for tweens, she opines on anal sex, saying, before trying anal sex, people need to talk about their own and their partner's boundaries like any other type of sex. It should be preceded by a conversation about what the people participating in sex are consenting to, what they aren't consenting to, how they're expecting sex to go, and how they're going to communicate during sex to make sure everyone's still on the same page. Anal sex also requires a lot of lube. She also opines on porn, and I quote her, Porn can certainly cause relationship problems, but so can a lot of other things. Porn causing relationship problems isn't inevitable. It depends on the relationship, and it depends on how the people in that relationship feel about porn. The evidence says that if you think porn's bad, it is. And if you think porn's fine, then it is." End quote. In two other sex-positive podcasts, she discusses creating queer-inclusive spaces with a self-identifying non-binary pansexual woman from California and a woman who educates teachers from Naperville, Illinois. Recommendations for this queering endeavor include adorning classrooms with pro-LGBTQ paraphernalia and books galore, and scrubbing from the class all gendered language, like the words boy and girl. Health teachers should absolutely not refer to girls having their periods or boys having penises. Why not? Because some humans with natal menstruating uteruses, are boys. And some humans with natal functioning penises are girls. That is, in Cavill's make-believe science-denying metaphysical world, where disembodied spirit humans inhabit wrong bodies they are, one wonders how Cavill's dream queer-inclusive classrooms awash in pro-LGBTQ symbology and propaganda would make Orthodox Jews, Muslims, and theologically Orthodox Christian students feel? Would those whose authentic identities include beliefs about biological sex and sexual acts that are implicitly and explicitly condemned by queered spaces feel included? Let's take a look at a few of inclusive school board member Kim Cavill's tweets over the past year. Tweets that any student with a Twitter account can read. April 13th, she tweeted this quote from an Atlantic article, quote, "For the past 30 years, the GOP has pursued a consistent strategy: find a misunderstood or marginalized group, convince voters that the members of that group pose an existential threat to society, and then ride to victory on the promise of using state power to crush them." End quote. April 12th, she retweeted this Nothing like a police shooting to demonstrate conservatives' most strongly held belief. With great power comes no responsibility. January 28th. My 17-year-old son said, I'm using spermicide and condoms to protect against STDs. I also know about PrEP for HIV prevention. My girlfriend's on the pill too. She responded, I'm so proud of you. Pick a restaurant. I'll buy you both dinner. Tell me what day works, and we'll get you takeout. February 24th. The only reason for seeing an increase in sexual fluidity as a negative is bigotry. So if you're upset about how many young people are bi, the problem is you. On March 16th. Praying for all the health teachers who will be asked, Can you pop your vagina into someone else's vagina? March 20th, shortly before Easter. My 10-year-old said, why did they put Aragorn on that billboard? Cavill replied, honey, that's not Aragorn, that's Jesus Christ. 10-year-old, lame, end quote. I wonder if Cavill would have posted such a tweet if the billboard had featured a picture of Muhammad. On March 5th, just had a three-minute conversation with someone who was too scared to get the vaccine, and now they are going to take the next available appointment. If I can achieve this with adults, just imagine how effective I am with classrooms full of teenagers. Sex ed saves lives. On November 12, 2020, she tweeted this at Associate Justice Samuel Alito. Roses are red, violets are blue. Plan B prevents ovulation, so screw you. On August 28, 2020, she retweeted this. It sounds absurd to say it, but America is in the process of choosing whether to be a white, nationalist, fascist state, or an inclusive democracy. That's not hyperbole. That's just where we are. On August 23, 2020, she retweeted this from ta Coates. Here is what I would like for you to know. In America, it is traditional to destroy the black body. It is heritage. On July 26, 2020, she tweeted, 17 years old, being the average, means that some people have sex earlier and some people wait a lot longer. There is no right age to have sex. Only you can decide what's best for you according to your values, goals, and circumstances. The decision should come from inside, not outside. Cavill exposes how she views her sex educator job in this tweet. Any time a very serious free speech defender tweets about censorship, I think about how many times I had to answer students' questions with, I wish I could give you an answer, but the state, your school board, your administration, doesn't allow me to talk about that. I'm sorry. End quote. Cavill believes that having any restrictions on what she says to other people's minor children in a taxpayer-subsidized school constitutes censorship, thereby demonstrating what I've been saying for years. Leftist activists posing as teachers think they should have absolute autonomy in the classroom. Equally troubling, the restive Cavil makes sure her students know that she opposes these restrictions, thereby encouraging student resentment against rules imposed by their state or their school board or their administration. Cavill has a maturity of adolescents who rebel against rules that thwart their desires. Cavill is a cunning, vulgar, anti-conservative, far-left activist who is unfit for any school board. And school boards all around the country have members who think just like Cavill, which is one of the many reasons conservative parents must get their children out of government indoctrination centers. If Americans cannot see that someone like Cavill is unfit to sit on a school board or teach children, then they are the proverbial boiled frogs.